So you have this really great idea, but aren't really sure where to start. That's okay, because no one really has a foolproof method to building businesses. However, there are things that do move you forward quicker as opposed to others. Personally, I thought the first thing that I had to do was outline my entire business plan, seek funding, then start building the business. When it came down to it, what I thought was the final step of that process was actually the first thing I had to do. When building a business for the first time, many things can be really counterintuitive. So in this episode, I'll be laying down the foundations for subsequent episodes, as well as showing you exactly where to start. Before we get started, it's important to note what is a startup, as well as the four elements that make a successful startup. A startup is an organization that is in constant and relentless pursuit of finding a repeatable as well as a scalable business model. Startups are focused on hyper growth. The four elements that are necessary within any successful startup are having a great idea, the product, the team, and finally, execution. Now that we've established what a startup is, as well as the four elements that make a successful startup. It's time to get deeper into each one of them. So the first one is a great idea. So having a great idea takes into consideration the size of the industry, as well as the prospect of growth for the company. It should aim to capture and dominate a small unrealized market that has a potential for rapid growth. So what a lot of people do is they picture this grand idea or this fantastic business that they want to build. And when they think about it, they want to service everyone. And you'll hear a lot of people saying, you know, my target market is literally everyone. But that should never really be the case, especially when you're starting off. The whole idea is to start with a very specific group of people, a very small group of people. You service them to the best possible way that you can. And from there, you start building um, onto other target audiences that are very similar to that target audience that you would have started with. You really want to monopolize that small segment or that small niche that you play in. And once you've monopolized that, you will definitely be the best in that specific space. And it is easier to then use that as your foundation to then build on and move on to other segments or other niches. So another thing to consider when doing that is your timing. Look at EdTech, for example. So Zaya operates in the EdTech space, and now would be the perfect time to go into EdTech. Look at FinTech as well. Um, as the world is shifting around us, people are realizing that how we've traditionally you know, consumed education, how traditionally we've gone about our payments, may be outdated or we found that it's easier to do everything probably at home or do everything ourselves instead of you know relying on the third party to do things so those are just two examples of industries where timing for them would be great right now and in thinking about your idea it's also important to think about the timing of it so ask yourself when you have this idea is the perfect time now and why is it now So now you've figured out your idea, you know exactly what niche you want to be playing in, you know who your target market is, who your target audience initially is, 
and you have to start thinking about the product that you're going to be giving to them. So a lot of people spend a lot of time, money, and energy trying to put out the perfect product, but this should never be the approach. The whole reason behind this is that you, what you think is the product that your customers will need initially might change over time or there's certain elements of it that they genuinely just don't need. So to avoid this, the first product that you need to put out, which has its sole purpose to test out core assumptions that you have, should be what is called an MVP. So an MVP is a minimal viable product, and that is its purpose, is to test out your core assumptions in the initial stages of the business. You know, a rule of thumb is that, you know, if you aren't embarrassed with the first product that you put out, you know, down the line a year or two later, um, you would have launched too late. So do not focus on building the perfect product, as this may waste time, energy, and delay your, you launching into the market. Rather, look at what the problem is that your customer has and then figure out what is a product with a specific feature, maybe two features, that can solve that specific problem and nothing more. Over time, you can always build on this MVP on this product where you then start adding features. And this will always be a function of customer feedback. So now that you have your MVP or your product, you then create a very tight feedback loop between you and your customers. And they will then inform how you go about building the rest of the product. So in summary of that, try to build a very specific product that solves a specific need. Do not try to build a very generalized product that will cater for a large number of people. Go back to the niche in which you want to play in. Think about that niche, think about the problems that those people have, and how can you best solve that now? Instead of how can I create this big product where it solves this core issue, but has all these other nice things or nice to haves that my customers may like, or have all these other features that a large number of people will like. Next, we move on to team. So team is probably the most important element of your entire business. In the early stages of your business, um, when looking for maybe an angel investor or an external funder, what they will look at the most is probably the team. Is this team capable? Do I back this team? Do I think they'll actually pull this thing off? So when coming together as a team, or if you are the person with the idea and you're looking for a team, be very careful when bringing people into the team to take this idea forward. First of all, everyone needs to be mission orientated. You need to be thinking around the same wavelength about this thing. If you want to bring some sort of change into the world and your partner or the next person in your team sees this thing as a get-rich-quick scheme, that might not necessarily help you, especially in the long term. The success of the company will always boil down to what really brings you together as a team, which is why it is so important to be aligned around whatever mission you and your partners are currently on.
The purpose of the company should feel like an important mission for them and not just for you. And if this is the case, the purpose will excite and compel the team to keep going. So the final element that I wanted to cover in this episode around what actually makes a startup successful is execution. You now have your idea, you have your product, you have your team. But what's really important is to make all those things work together. And this is driven by the team itself. No matter how innovative your idea is, its success in the market will always be dependent on your ability as a team to execute it. And some of the key factors in designing your model and just your business generally include your customer, creating value and capturing it, your competition, as well as distribution. So think about those four things when you're executing at all times. In terms of your customer, you need to understand what the customer is willing to do. And under what conditions are they willing to actually adopt your product? And more so, will they actually pay for it? In terms of creating value as well as capturing it, assess how much your product actually provides from a value perspective to the customer. And if possible, do quantify this. This will inform your price later on. In terms of competition, understand the value that your product adds to the market, but do keep an eye out Um, for your competitors. What value do they bring? Because you cannot operate in a silo. Your competitors are going to be the next best alternatives to your product. So be aware in terms of what they're doing and always have a competitive advantage. And then lastly, it's your distribution. Consider how your customers will be able to access your product. If it's very difficult or there are high barriers to accessing your product, it will cause a lot of frustration for your customers And over time, as much as they might like you in the beginning, they'll definitely fall off and not come back to your product. With all the things that we covered now, um, it's important to note that as much as they are exactly what's important in terms of making your business a success, they can change over time from your idea or the core elements of it at least, um, to your team, to your product, as well as how you go about executing your idea. These things are changeable. So do not be fixated on all these things. For example, a team member could leave. Um, Your product could change based on what your customers tell you. Maybe there's a feature that they don't like that you're going to have to change. Uh, Maybe the idea as well itself, you know, you want to operate in a specific market, but in operating in the market, you then realize that we thought this thing needed to be solved like this. But in actual fact, our customers are telling us that this is how you should actually solve it. And then in executing, you know, your business model may change um, for similar reasons as well. So it is important to note that, yes, these four elements are really what's important. But over time or as you build your businesses, this can change. So what I want to get into next is where to actually start. It's not important to you know, write out a fantastic business model, you know, with market research, with, you know, a whole plan about how you're also going to go about building this, this, this solution and putting it out into the market. These things will definitely be exposed to you as you're building the business. So do not stress too much about them in the initial stages. Those four elements are probably what you should be concerning yourself with mostly at this point in time. 
But in terms of really getting going, you need to register your business. When dealing with certain clients, you may need your registration documents to be on hand. In dealing with an investor, in dealing with a stakeholder, they'll ask whether you have these documents in place. They may need these documents to load you onto their procurement system. They may need these documents to also just validate and verify that your business is actually a going concern. So it is always good to have them on hand as early as possible. Registering your business in South Africa is very simple. You simply need to go to bizportal.gov.za. The process will not take you longer than 15 to half an hour. And by the end of it, you would have registered your business. I know there's a lot of services out there where people charge you as much as 2,000 rands to register a business. This is really not necessary. Um, you could do it all by yourself um, on BizPortal. And the cost there associated with using BizPortal is 175 rand. And this includes both your company registration, which is about 125 rand, as well as reserving a name for your business, which is about 50 rand. The next thing that I want to touch on in terms of bringing some legitimacy to your business is having an online presence. It's good practice to have a website so that when you're speaking to someone, maybe on the street or at a networking event, you can always refer them to something. Refer them to a website um, as opposed to you know, your social media, your Instagrams, your Facebooks. This brings about a certain level of trust um, to the conversation, and they can then always send it to someone else and say, hey, these are the people that we're thinking of working with. Um, what do you think? And you don't need to pay large amounts of money to get a website built. There's free softwares out there like Wix.com, where you can, it's pretty much a drag and drop software where you can create your website completely free. Um, the only things really you'd have to pay for is a custom domain, as well as removing the branding once you have enough money to do that. So just a quick recap about what we covered in this episode. So we defined what a startup is, and a startup is an organization that is in constant and relentless pursuit of finding a repeatable as well as a scalable business model. And startups are focused on hyper we then explore the four different elements that make a startup successful, which is having a great idea, um, building a product, having a great team, and then executing on this idea. And then lastly, we explored where to get started and start by registering your business. And from there, then create an online presence for your business in the form of a website. And you can always do this for free.